Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a whole new episode of 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. Karen, it's a new week. How are you doing? It's a new week, and I'm doing really well. I'm doing really, mm-hmm. really well. You know, I was telling some folks just yesterday who missed me at an event that I didn't go because I was processing. You know what mm-hmm. processing looks like on oh, me. Oh, I love processing. Yes. Yeah. And oh, it, I know what it looks like yes. on you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the good news is that it only took me about five hours this time. Mm-hmm. And what's really important is that I let it. I let it yeah. happen. So I got out of the way. I gave myself permission. And now I believe that I have continued to grow and expand. Yeah. That's what my life is on this presence and this power. Well, that whole topic of processing, and you used a gorgeous phrase before we started recording, um, sweet surrender, is that what you said? We, mm-hmm. we Something let like ourselves that. into the sweet surrender? Yes, yes. Um, today's question is empowerment or enlightenment. And I love to explore this. It's something that came into my consciousness about two two years ago now, where I really started to see the difference, the binary of something that is empowering but not enlightening and something which is enlightening and not empowering. And of course, there's ways they complement each other. Yes. But it is a really important distinction to make, especially when you're on this path. Because the the books you read, the teachers you come across, the courses you choose to take, the type of practice you choose to implement, sometimes they are not speaking to both. Some mm-hmm. pa- some practices are completely about empowerment and some are completely about enlightenment and it can leave you to be confused. So I I really love being able to decode this distinction. What is empowerment and enlightenment to you? What's the difference? Well, you know... Um... Empowerment for me is about becoming, being, Mm -hmm. activating the potentiality within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So these divine qualities that we have, strength and wisdom and power and confidence, all those things, um, it, it feels to me with empowerment that there is an active participation actively mm-hmm. participate. We do that through prayer and meditation and life visioning and all those wonderful things and thinking certain thoughts that lift everybody up. Enlightenment is, it's for me, it's like information. Yeah. It's, it's the information, it's there. And we know that it's there, but it, enlightenment feels very superficial to me. So, huh. uh, yeah, I, I know I, this is me. This is, this is how I'm, yeah. I could be just the opposite of what you are thinking all this is. And, and enlightenment is superstitious to me because there is a show oh, yeah. called enlightenment and I refuse to watch it. <laughs> oh, well, I, oh my gosh. I, oh, I'm very excited to have this. We definitely agree on, I absolutely agree that empowerment is an active state. Yes. Okay. Um, I believe it's like an active mindset that, you know, you're easily and confidently making decisions that are um, um, 
that, that you perceive to be beneficial. And that's not just for yourself. You know, you can be empowered on behalf of a community or a community can be yes. empowered itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm very pro-enlightenment and it'd be interesting to get into talking about what that is because I did find through doing my research for this episode that uh, it's like an impossible word to define. So therefore there was hardly any research I can find because mm-hmm. people are still arguing over about what it means. Oh, but, that's um, good to know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I I think we may be thinking just the different connotations that would have, because we usually agree, but hey, yes. maybe it's about time an episode we don't. <laughs> but enlightenment to me is more passive. Yes. Enlightenment to me is a state of being where you let things happen. Whereas for me, empowerment is more of an active space where you're out, where you're making things happen. Oh and boy, them that's two interesting. Phrase, and yeah, and that's, that for me is th- them take out empowerment or enlightenment from the equation. Them two states of being is the part of spirituality, self-help, you know, the, the world of this work mm-hmm. um, has always confused me. Like I'm, equally told to go out there and make it happen and I'm equally told to take a step back and let it happen and I've never found my I've never found the appropriate footing with that and that is the binary that I can see empowerment and enlightenment under but once again I don't think either of them are wrong and it really Mm -hmm. depends what you're seeking I think you could be going into this you could be engaging with this kind of material you could be listening to this podcast because you're wanting to be more empowered in your life and to make something come, you know, make something happen. Um, It could be that you are tired of striving (laughs) and Mm -hmm. there is a moment you want to come to, which uh, let something happen. Yes. And what I think about, that's where I think, yeah. When I think about making something happen, Mm -hmm. I think about the whole, the difference between being a metaphysician and being a, a mystic. So a metaphysician yeah. will outline, do a lot of visioning. I, I, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time being a, a metaphysician. Uh, my first car, I visioned it. I, I um, visualized it outside of my family home. Um, I, I made it happen. I, I demonstrated it in that particular way. When I think about letting something happen, I... That's where I allow my highest good to unfold. Mm -hmm. And I can certainly set an intention. I can certainly um, make a declaration about something that I want and need. But and, And I do the work necessary. And I don't think I'm making it happen. I'm thinking that I'm surrendering and letting it i'm letting go so Mm -hmm. i have no attachment when i was um, visualizing for my car i wanted it to be a certain color inside and outside a certain make and model all those things when we are letting something happen we're not attached to the outcome right yeah 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 and that and that's what i feel about enlightenment so one of my favorite spiritual teachers is byron katie mm-hmm. her method um, for lack of a better phrase she will really accept anything that's on the table and she'll accept that as fine you know it's like oh so it, you know um, you don't like your job 
and and that's fine. You don't um, you're not happy in your relationship. She she has this. Her book is called Loving What Is, and it's this absolute acceptance of anything that is coming into your path, mm-hmm. which is not a practice or a method of an empowerment teaching, as I understand the words that would have you once again actively dissect, plan, guide. Um, yeah, guide your life. And and that's, and yeah, and this is where I don't know my answer yet. Uh, because it's very possibly not one or the other. I really like you yes. talking about mm-hmm. having an intention, having a vision and letting it go. Yes. I, I, I do like that marrying of it mm-hmm. because otherwise I think about empowerment as this very masculine, forceful push. Yeah. And that's yeah. not how it feels to you. Um, no, it's not how mm-hmm. it, it feels to me. And I like the idea of letting go and letting God, as, as we say, yeah. letting go and letting God, because when we put our attention on what we want, I'm reminded that we... You know, Joe Goldsmith talks about we don't have to ask for anything because we already have it. So when we, and Reverend Michael says that we get to remove the doubt of what we think is is limiting us because Mm -hmm. this presence and this power is always giving, it's always being, it's always, um, we always get to surrender to it. So there are these practices that we get to have in place when we are fixated on something. You've heard me tell the story of this car I visualized for, and it was a Fiat, and uh, Fiat stands for Fix It Again Tony. So I had to, so I had this car, I wanted it, uh, and I got it. I got it, it was great. And when the timing belt broke on it, I realized that um, I this was not the car for me. And I had that car for maybe, I don't know, three or four or five years. It was not my highest good. I put a lot of money into that car. If I had just said, I want perfect transportation. Uh, Perfect transportation can mean anything. What if perfect um, transportation means that you're driven around in a car, you know, by Uber, by a chauffeur, by a Lyft, whatever that is. Uh, what if that's it? So completely surrendering. If I had done that, I really, I would love to have known what yeah. would have been my highest good. Oh, I, yeah, I love this so much because I remember this. Oh, just brief. Legal note, mm-hmm. legal note. Fix it again. Tony is not the official acronym for Fiat. <laughs> uh- <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> I, I think Fiat is just the name, but uh but, oh, but oh, yeah, but that's you said, what we say it. here. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know, but but uh. Oh, but I got not, you. I hear you. Yeah, okay. you got legal me. Legal note, me, legal yeah. note. Okay, yeah. gotcha. legal note, legal note. Fiat <laughs> is the brand name of the car, and there yes. are euphemisms and fun sayings yes. as to what it means. Thank you. Thinking very back, much. back, yes. yeah, back to the point at hand. You know, I remember being torn with this whole idea of um, once again, am I out there making it happen, or am I um, surrendering and, and let it happen? And neither neither of them in too much of a quantity feel good it 
feels gross to be completely passive. And you know, like mm -hmm. I, I love TV. I don't want to watch TV in the middle of the day. I want to be out there actively yes. participating in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but at, you know, at 9 p.m. at night, I don't want to be actively participating in work meetings, etc. But I had, I remember just this kind of vision I had or like visualization of it's as if someone is behind me with their hands like gently pressed behind my back and they're gently guiding me go here go left do this do that that's it so it's like in it's like a surrender to what's next in every moment mm -hmm. whereas before this conversation it's like i'm glad it's why we have them to be empowered to me meant to be very uh to have a overarching plan to not be wavered oh, from yeah. it and to take out anything to take out yeah. anything in in its path yeah uh, but that's not empowering that's very yeah, that's it's, just yeah that's it's, arrogance and stress yeah well, absolutely <laughs> see when i think about the word empowerment i really look at that word power so mm -hmm. when i look at that word power i think of it as being an indwelling presence that wants to express through me so there is power and strength and everything. And again, I get to actively participate in the potential of allowing that power to flow through me without limitation. Mm -hmm. So these two words for me, really, they're not one and the same, but and the practice of them can be, and I'm talking about a higher way of living, a higher way mm -hmm. of of being. So enlightenment, yeah, it's 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 good. It's using, uh, it's gaining the information. It's um, um, allowing the practices of spiritual knowledge to run our lives. And empowerment for me means to participate fully, without mm -hmm. attachment. To, to anything and allowing this presence and this power to um, be used like never before. Yeah, it is. I, I, this is where I love, I'm going to go and do a whole life work on the, you know, when you dissect words, whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. Because if you do look at these two words, we do have power and light, which yes. is really beautiful. Um, but it's so interesting because you focused in on power and you had a very positive uh, reaction to that word and way that you, you know, articulated what that meant. Yes. When, and this just goes to show the two different conversations or meanings we're having against this word. Because I think of power as like this thing people are out trying to get that, you know, um, that they can never get enough of. But mm -hmm. once, you know, you're you're talking about this is enlightening. This is, a, you're talking about the internal power that dwells within. Yes. As opposed to going out into the world to grab the scraps of control and power. Yes. And just... The difference in regards to what power you're seeking makes that word mean two completely different things. Because yeah. I believe that the power is within. Mm -hmm. And the power outside of ourself is not real power. It's pseudo power. No. Yeah. So the power within, when we trust that power, remember that power within us, if we are so believing this, can move mountains. It can yeah. move mountains. And we... Uh, that's not something that the world can give us. So yeah, yeah we're going to start saying that about it. people. You know, someone who's really like <laughs> feeling their oats and they're very. You know, when someone's quote when someone's empowered in the sense of the world and they can be a bit rude and snappy yes. and, and controlling. Um, I'm, 
and controlling. Um, I'm no longer going to say empowered. I'm going to say M pseudo power. Yes. They're very M pseudo power. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because that's what it is. They think because human beings think that they have power over other human beings. Yes. And, um, and then human beings give power to, to, institutions like the IRS, like the banks, like the pharmaceutical industry, all of those things. So we are allowing ourselves to um, have something outside of ourselves to determine who we truly are. And that's not what I want to do. I want to be able to turn within. And you know, God, I'm an awful, awful person to use as a awful 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 person to use as an example i am talking pre-presidency and i'm using this is going to be a bad example don't worry i'm not about to okay i'm about to make a guru out of donald trump but (laughs) when he used to do when he used to do the apprentice he was like everything is negotiable everything is negotiable and i thought no it's not like no it's like this this is like it's only negotiable with someone who isn't clear on their stance and values Mm -hmm. and that reminded me of that because you were saying you know it's about the way Donald Trump, I believe, uses everything is negotiable is, you know, um, you have leverage over a human being that you can exploit. And I'm like, it, it's only true if that person is not clear on their values and they're buying right. into this external right. power malarkey. Yes. yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, Donald Trump was used as a bad example, r- just yes. to be clear. Yes. And if they're in, so, and human beings are very pliable. They can be, mm-hmm. uh, when they are uh, worshiping something outside of themselves, something that is temporary. So, money and possessions and mm-hmm. material things, advancements, you know, the whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses, that is, that's pseudo power. And I, and I think that you and I had this conversation recently, I think, where we were talking about the good things of your generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of the good things of your generation is that um, you tend to be more reflective. You tend mm-hmm. to be more um, not having to get all of the stuff that my generation that has been so important to my generation the big house the big car the big accounts the big 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 all of that stuff and then be- we've acquired all those things and then there's a hole in our soul because it's mm-hmm. still not enough because that stuff is all temporary yeah absolutely and yeah and i do believe that and i think about my generation uh the the stories the examples the kind of data information that shared that you know that stuff is not going to feed your soul was was out there Mm -hmm. um and then i think you know i you know thinking of now the younger generations people who are in their teens and 20s it'll be exciting it'll be exciting and interesting to see what their value system is yes Um, yes and just before we wrap up and this may actually decipher what we've both been talking about when we say empowerment or enlightenment. But as I said early on, uh, there's very little kind of scientific study out there because people cannot even agree on what the word enlightenment means. Mm -hmm. But talking about someone who is enlightened through knowledge and meditation, which is something that you've, um, you know, talked about, you know, enlightenment being the knowledge. Um, 
brain, the, the two brain functions are very interesting here. And I want to just hear, see what you've got to say about this. So someone who is someone who um, has you know, received a lot of spiritual knowledge and is in a meditative state, according to the research, um, their left prefrontal cortex is very active, which is the part of the brain which can understand meaningful patterns and ambiguous stimuli. Mm -hmm. And the part of the brain called the default mode network, um, there is very little activity there. Yeah. And that is the part of the brain focused on external task performance. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yes. I found that really interesting. So um, an enlightened state, and I'm the, the research does not specifically talk to enlightenment because it cannot, because it's still an ambiguous term, mm -hmm. but a spiritual conscious state is one where you're able to um, look out into the world and decipher ambiguous stimuli and meaningful patterns and the part of your brain which is preoccupied with external tasks is is not active at really at all yeah thoughts karen well you know when we are when we are engaged in these spiritual practices we're no mm -hmm. longer defaulting we're no yeah. longer um <laughs> as as someone said we're no longer bamboozled hypnotized or walking in lockstep with the world we're not doing that anymore we're making a choice yeah so yeah hypnotized uh, is the word oh yes 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 hypnotized is the world so is the word so yeah we're not we're thinking on our own and we're thinking with our heart space uh it's been said that there are more brain cells in the heart than there are in the brain you know what i mean i don't yeah. know how that works but there's when we think with our heart we make decisions that are inclusive that are expansive that are empowering yeah. you know we we really yeah. do and I love, because I know you facilitate the life visioning process, really great process by Reverend Michael Beckwith, go and get the book. Um, but it's interesting when I was um, taking note of um, that research I was reading, because, you know, you say it could be a symbol you see, it right. could be a pattern. Yes. And that's yes. what I love about this idea of uh, being in a spiritually conscious state, aka enlightened for the purpose mm -hmm. of this example. Um, it's being able to uh, recognize that ambiguous stimuli mm -hmm. as opposed to needing things in cold hard facts on the table so yes i just find that really interesting i'd love for us to explore more into the the spiritual brain well mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. the and spiritual brain you know the other piece of this as i'm being reminded right now is that there is this as we're choosing are we choosing to expand or are we choosing to um, constrict ourselves. Uh, and we always want to be in a state of expansion, something that takes us into the infinite possibilities. Something, yeah. you know, that's where dreams are launched. That's where we use the life visioning. That's where we get to also visualize, you know, there's something in the Bible that says, think on these things. And there's there's another line there that I'm not remembering right now. But maybe think on these things, joy, love, peace, mm -hmm. all those wonderful things. That's where we get to live our lives so that we do we are empowered. We are enlightened so that we get to live the life that we came to live. It's so important. 
Ah, well, Karen, thank you so much for this conversation. I look forward to what we uh, explore next week. Yes. Um, but uh, happy, happy Monday and lots of love to everybody. And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.